Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. You got your Bibles open with me to Matthew chapter 6. We, uh, we have been living in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. And um, while you're doing that, why don't you stand with me? This is the last time we're going to do this uh, in this series. We've been, if, if this is your first time joining us for this, we've been saying and, 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 and learning and memorizing the Lord's Prayer together. So it's our last chance. So I think big, loud voice, bring it home strong. Last time we're doing it. So come on, let's all say it together. Ready? One, two, three. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Well done. Take a seat. Tell someone next to you that that was pretty good. Pretty good. I say it was pretty good. Pretty good. Awesome. A quick recap of where we've been in this series has really been about revisiting, re-engaging potentially in this ancient rhythm that God has always had for his people, which is prayer, communication. Prayer is simply talking to the God who created you. That's all it is. Um, And it's been really good just to revisit, I believe, in a lot of ways, the depth to prayer, but also the simplicity of prayer. And embedded in the Lord's Prayer is five different parts to the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to show those to you in a moment. But just a quick recap of the series. We began with when, not if. And that was all about the frequency of prayer. My challenge to you was to up the frequency. No matter what it is, um, just, just pray more and see what God does. And um, you know, just the frequency of praying every single day is so important for a believer, especially in the morning. Um, prayer of despair was part two. And Really, that was all about the prayer of faith, but you don't know it's a prayer of faith until you, until you pray prayers of faith and you start your prayer with praise, and that was my challenge. Why don't you begin by praising God, and you'll see that in a moment. I'm going to show you something from the Lord's Prayer um, that has that very feature. And then part three was the secret prayer, which really is the secret to prayer, um, is the secret place. And my challenge in part three was, was this, find a secret place. Find a place that you love to go and just go there alone. Jesus says, when you pray, don't be like the people who make it all a show, but go into your room and shut the door. Get alone with God. And my challenge was find that place. Do you have that place? Do you know where it is? Um, You know, Jill and I, we went for a walk on the beach this week and we hadn't done that in a while and I loved it so much. It was just good for the soul. We went for a walk together, but I was just thinking, man, this is one of those places for me to go and spend time on the beach. Maybe for you to to find that trail you love to go down, go into the woods, or maybe it's at home in a chair. Um, Find that place and go to that place alone with God. So that was part three. Part four was the the prayer of asking, which is really the point of asking that God wants us to ask because he wants to be the one that we ask. But not only that, the point of prayer is relationship and not religion. Religion says, man, I got to pray or I have to pray. Relationship says, I want to pray. And I'm excited about praying and I want to go spend time with God. So the Lord's Prayer, ultimately, 
I, I actually wrote it down this week. I sort of unbolted it myself so I could see it. But I wanted to, sh- I wanted to put it on the screen for you. I'm gonna, we're going to actually give this to you um, as well so you'll see it. But I've called this the five P's of prayer. And you're going to see that any, anyone who preaches from the Bible is going to orientate and pivot from one of these, one of these parts of the Lord's Prayer. But the, the start of it is praise. So, our Father, hallowed be your name. It's praise. It's setting um, in a high place God in our lives. So that's the first one. The second one is priority. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that is prioritizing God. We're saying, we're going to talk about that today. So the priority is in there. Provision, which we talked about last week, the provision of prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. And then the pardon of prayer, which is forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That is the forgiveness of prayer, the pardon of prayer. And then finally, the protection of prayer, which is all about deliverance. So the five Ps inside the Lord's Prayer, we're going to give that to you as well so you'll see it for yourself. But today, everybody say today. The prayer of surrender or submission or yield. The prayer of surrender. This is the final part. Verse 10, it says this, Your kingdom come, your will be done. This is the great battle in a man's life or a woman's life of the surrender of the will. Spurgeon said this, Free will I have often heard of, but I've never seen it. I have always met with will and plenty of it, but it has either been led captive by sin or held in the blessed bonds of grace. What is the will? The will, the biblical definition, is one's own volition or desire, the willingness of man. I just wrote this down. It's the way that he wants to go, the way that you want to go, the the way that you want your life to take, the choice that you want to make, the thing that you want to do. The thing that's embedded inside of your soul that says, this is what I want to do. That's your will. God has given us a will. But God also has a will. He has a direction. He has a plan. He has a purpose. He has what is right. God has a will. And the prayer of surrender or submission or yielding is the giving over of our will To God. And Jesus seems to think this needs to be a daily thing. Verse 10. But the Bible is filled with stories of people, men and women of the Bible, that have turned over their will to God and seen incredible things. Let's set this up with a few verses as we study and grab a hold of this today. Philippians 2, verse 12, the Apostle Paul said this, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, So now, not only as in my presence, but more so in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Revelation 4 and verse 11 says, Worthy are you, our Lord God, to receive glory and honor, power, for you have created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. This is something that we got, got to grab a hold of. And I believe that we can revisit and talk about and something powerful about the surrender of our will 
to God. So I want to talk today about what happens when we do that, when we actually can take up God's will as we put down our will. And something happens when we do that. And I believe it's a miracle. I believe it's, it's the miracle working of God that you can go from a place of doing what you want to getting excited about what God wants. Psalm 40 in verse 8, look, listen to what the psalmist says. I delight to do your will. Or modern speak, I get fired up about what you want. I get pumped about the things that you're pumped about. I delight to do your will. Oh my God, your law is within my heart. We can give up our will over to God or not. There's a choice and I believe it's a daily choice in our lives. So this is the prayer of surrender, which really should be called the daily prayer of giving in or giving over or resignation or signing over our lives to God and it can be a daily thing. Jesus said, your kingdom come, your will be done. Write this down. His will is better than my will any day of the week. His will is better than my will any day of the week. One of my favorite quotes from the Reverend Billy Graham is this. The golf course is the only place where God doesn't answer my prayers. Just kidding. That's my second favorite Billy Graham quote. My number one favorite quote is this. Give God your life because he can do a better job with it than you can. And that is the prayer of surrender. That is the prayer of giving over the will to God Almighty, giving over the will to the one who created it in the first place. The prayer of surrender, the daily giving in, the daily resignation and saying, God, this is yours. My life is yours today. We can do that. You can do that. I'm excited about us doing that again today. Three points about prayer and surrender. Here we go. Number one, when I pray, I remind myself of whose I am. When it comes to surrender, this is something we've got to talk about. This is identity. We live in an identity crisis situation on planet Earth right now. The Earth, the people of Earth, are in an identity crisis. We are so upside down when it comes to who we are right now, it's unbelievable. But that's why we've got to pray. Because when I pray, I remind myself of whose I am. You see, our Father, your kingdom come, your will be done. A kingdom has a king. And a king is a ruler of a kingdom, and a kingdom has subjects of people that live under the king's sovereign rule. So to take that a step further, if I declare, God, I turn over my life and my will, my emotions, my decisions, my life, everything that I have to you, God, you are now the owner of my will. I've surrendered ownership of my life to you. It's like a king and a kingdom and those that serve underneath the king, they don't choose what they do anymore. When a king comes in and takes over and sets up his kingdom, then he's in control. He's in charge now. 
A king has subjects and people that live under his ruling, and the owner, therefore, of my will now is no longer mine. How much would this revelation settle so many things in people's lives? I don't want to do this job anymore. Well, it's not your choice. I don't want to wait till I get married to sleep with that person. It's his kingdom. He decides. I know it's not popular. That's why it's so quiet. (laughs) I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. Who said it was ever your choice? I want to go do this because that's what I want to do. Well, who said it is your choice anymore? I remember getting this revelation very early on in my faith. I was sitting with my connect group leader. Matter of months after I'd said yes to Jesus, literally can still picture it this day, sitting at the coffee table with my brand new New Believers Bible in front of me. And my connect group leader started to ask me questions about some of the changes that I'd made in my life since I became a Christian. And when I started to declare some of the things that I was still doing in my brand new life as a Christian, he reached over the one side of the table and tried to take my new believer's Bible away from me and take it back. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, no, 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 I I need to take this. You you don't understand the decision you've made. You, you You don't get it yet. You've given your whole life to God. You've surrendered ownership of your will to him. He decides what you do now. You want to go and pursue that relationship? You're not going to do it unless God says you can do it. Or you want to go and move to that country and do that thing? Or do you want to go in that direction? Has God said you can? Because we live in a kingdom with a king. And when we pray these things and when we remind ourselves of who we are, it's powerful and it helps us in life. And I believe it's clarifying for this age. When I pray, I remind myself of whose I am. I remind myself of whose kingdom it is that's coming and who I am in relation to that king. You don't want to be on the wrong side of that king when his kingdom comes in its fullness. Revelation 11 verse 15 says, Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world, look at this, has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. Let's not get cloudy or have no clarity about whose kingdom this is. Colossians says literally on a molecular level, Jesus right now is holding the earth up. And so who am I? And what is my will? It's God's now. I'd love if you could write this down. The priority of my life is that I serve the one I've surrendered to. Nothing is greater than this. And that's why it's important we remind ourselves in prayer every single day of the daily daily surrendering of our will to Him Who is him? Who is he? It's the shepherd, the keeper of our soul. We sang to him today. We said, I belong to Jesus. And they're powerful words when they go down deep. Because sometimes our soul can try to get out of alignment with our spirit. And we need to bring the soul 
the inner man back into alignment with who we are. That's why worship is so powerful, because it aligns us. Because when I pray and I worship, I remind myself of who I am. This changes how we think. This changes how we behave. This changes how we respond. This is so many questions are answered for me in this very revelation right here. Questions like this, how do I live? Well, now I live to bring him glory. How do I speak? I speak to reflect the nature of the God that I serve and the Father that I have. How do I treat people? I forgive people because I'm forgiven. I show grace because, man, I've met grace. And his name is Jesus. And he's beautiful and he's wonderful and he's got all the time in the world for my mistakes. How do I treat my own body? Look at, let me show you one verse. 1 Thessalonians 4.3. For this is the will of God. Your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. God has a will for your life. God has a purpose for your being. God has everything laid out for you in his word. When we pray, we remind ourselves of who we are. We identify as Christians. The Apostle Paul used the word, the term bondservant. Let me just show you one real quick. Romans 1 and verse 1. Paul, a bondservant of Jesus. A daily prayer of surrender resets the compass of my consciousness every day back to who I am. This is why I believe, and obviously I'm going to find out when I get to heaven, but this is why I believe Jesus put this in the Lord's Prayer because it would be a daily surrendering, a daily thing. That when the moment that, that, that we, we open our eyes in the morning and we draw our first, first breaths of consciousness, that we somewhere in that period of time, we remind ourselves, I'm a bondservant of Jesus, that, I, that, I, that I've turned over my life to Him, and today is the Lord's day. Today is whatever He wants. What has the Master got on the job sheet for me today? That's the power of daily surrender is no longer do I wake up and be like, man, I, I'm going to do what I want today. Today, I wake up and it's like, God, what do you want today? What, what do you want me to do today? What's on the list, Lord? We got some work to do. And that's the prayer of surrender. This is your king, kingdom, and you're the king, not me. So when I pray, I remind myself of whose I am. When I pray, number two, I remind myself of what I'm here for. So the first is identity. The second is purpose. Your kingdom come, your will be done, daily surrender. Jesus put this in to our prayer so that we would never forget what this life is all about. And Jesus knew we would need daily to realign our lives to his will and to his purpose. You know what your will, the will of God for your life is now? Is to love God and to serve him for all of your days. That's it. And the season might change and there might be places that he sends you and things that he has for you to do. And there's going to be seasons and there's going to be assignments and there's going to be valleys. There's going to be mountaintops and everything in between. But the totality of what that looks like is to love God and to serve him for all of his days.
for all of your days. And when I pray, I remind myself of what I'm even here for. You ever wondered? I pray these. I'm like, God, what am I, what, what, what am I doing here? It's to do the will of God. To spend my days doing whatever he wants. One of the things that we look for in a, in a person that maybe wants to come in and lead in our church. One of the main things that I look for, if, if not the main thing. Obviously, being a Christian is important. <laughs> One of the main things I look for is this. Total submission to Jesus. And what that looks like is whatever God says goes. And whatever he wants me to do, I'll do. And wherever he wants me to go, I'll go. And whatever that looks like in my life, if that means that's to my detriment or to my benefit, I will go and I will do what God has called me to do. Because when I pray, I remind myself of what it is that I'm actually here for. It's to do whatever God wants. And this is why the daily prayer of surrender matters so much in your life. It's so you stay on track. It's so you stay moving forward. It's so that you stay in the center of God's will. To do the will of God of the one, uh, for the one that sent you. Hebrews 11 verse 20 says, Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you, look at this, with everything good that you may do his will. So how do I know that it's God's will and not my own? I wanted to give us just real quick five ways to make sure it's God's will and not yours. And use these as prayers, five mini prayers. Number one, ask God what he wants. God, what do you want? So when you pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. Pray and ask God, God, is this your will for me? Is this what you want for me? Because God, I want what you want, not what I want. So, so God, is this what you want? Something else we can pray is ask God to check our hearts. Is there anything, Lord, in my heart which is trying to get my own way? We can ask God to direct our steps. You know, you can ask God to put tangible, real steps in front of you that are obvious and clear to you. You know, sometimes we can get super spiritual about things. We'll be like, man, you know, God is just going to, there's going to be like a little twirl of the wind right in front of me. And then a star's going to pop up at 8 p.m. exactly tonight. Well, what if God were to work through an application form that gets approved? Or a text message that comes out of the blue that confirms what you feel like He's saying to you? Or when you open your Bible, you see the verse that tells you exactly what you're supposed to do. And that's my next one. Ask God to confirm that this is His will. And he primarily does this with the word. But how many times in our Christian lives, I know you've been there as well, you've had this sense, this hard impression, man, God is speaking to me, I'm pondering on it, I'm meditating, I cannot lose this thing that I've been thinking about and I've been bringing to the Lord in prayer and then all of a sudden, he confirms it in the word. All of a sudden, the wise counsel in my life pops out of nowhere, like out of the bushes, hey, just want to talk to you about this job that you're going for. How did you know about that? Oh, Lord put it on my heart. 
And then finally, we can ask God to teach us his ways. Because this doesn't have to be. Well, I gotta, I gotta spend three months finding out what the will of God is for my life. No. God loves you and he wants to teach you the family business. How to walk in his ways and how to understand the way, you know, God has a certain way of doing things. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. The way that God goes about doing what he does is is his way of doing things, but he wants to show it to you. And he wants you to know it. And he wants you to know it so well that you don't even have to step to the left or to the right. You just keep going and you know I'm exactly where I need to be because I prayed. And I've reminded myself of what I'm here to do. So number one, when we pray, when we pray prayers of surrender, we remind ourselves of whose we are that it's God's choice, it's His decision, I'm His, and I'll do what He wants. And then number three, and this is where we land today, when I pray, I follow Jesus' example. And we've been looking at different prayers in, in the Bible. We've been looking at Old Testament prayers, New Testament prayers. We've been looking at different examples of prayer. But for me, this is a knockout blow. Jesus shows us exactly what the Lord's Prayer looks like in real time. In John 17, he prays what we know as the high priestly prayer where he comes before the Father in heaven, he submits his will and he says, and he speaks and he prays on your behalf, on my behalf. But then look at Luke 22. This is the moment. This is the time where Jesus prays exactly what he tells us to pray as well. It's in Luke 22 and verse 39, he came out and he went as was his custom. See, Jesus, he got away too. He got away as well. To the Mount of Olives and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter temptation. That's in there as well. I just love it. God doesn't miss anything. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and he knelt down and prayed saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not your will. Sorry, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him and being in agony, prayed more earnestly. And his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. He said, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get away from that word, never, nevertheless. Here's what I believe about turning over the will of our lives to the one that created us and saying, God, it's your way, it's better, it's nevertheless. You'll never, there's never less blessing. There's never less guidance. There's never less favor. There's never less grace. There's never less whatever it is that we need in our lives. God always supplies. There's never less provision. There's never less peace. When we say and we pray, not my will, Lord, but yours. Not what I want, God. It's whatever you want. Nevertheless, Would you stand with me? And I'm believing today we're going to have a great 
surrendering of the will party in this place. That right across this room, this is just going to be a moment. You know, every single day we can wake up and say, God, my life is yours. And all over again, surrender ownership of our life to God. And just say all over again, God, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm choosing whatever you have. I'm laying aside whatever I want. And I'm saying, God, it's whatever you want. And I'm believing that today is going to be a day where we do that all over again across our whole church. We decide today's the day. Not my will, but your will, Lord. So why don't we do that right now? You know, the, the, one of the ways, an outward representation of doing that is just to lift up our hands. You know why we do that? It's because it's saying to God, I'm lifting up my hands to a Father to lift us up. But we're surrendering everything. We're exposing ourselves, so to speak, and saying, God, it's all for you. Whatever you want. I'm not protecting myself anymore. I'm not, I'm not taking care of myself anymore, God. I surrender my life to you. So let's do that right now. And then let's sing, I belong to Jesus. God, we thank you right now that this is who you are. You're a heavenly father who loves us, that won't forsake us or leave us. So God, I just pray right now for a great surrendering of the will to you, a turning over of ownership, Lord, the papers of our lives, signing them over to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. And we know, Father, because you've declared it, that it's always better. It's never the less, Lord, when we pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on, let's sing. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.